You're listening to episode 213 of the FitzPro podcast. And I know the last two episodes were kind of on the longer side. So today we're going to keep it shorter. We are going over your website and hopefully you can do a little self website audit with some of the questions and notes that I am going to give you today. And ideally these help you have better conversion on your website. So that can be someone signing up for an opt-in. So a freebie, a download of some kind, it can be for someone actually purchasing something, but hopefully you will be able to better communicate on your website after today's episode. Without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average Fitzbo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a Fitzpro. If you happen to be a coach in the health and fitness space, in the online space, then make sure you check out my free on-demand workshop, Your Biz Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. We do not want to just build businesses that are popular. We want them to be profitable. We want them to be built in a sustainable way, in a way that has a firm foundation that you can pivot from if you would like to, that works if you want to do one-on-one, if you want to change your business model and or scale into a membership or group coaching and that is my goal for you. I never want you to be, to be pigeonholed into one approach for your business. And ideally, you choose a business model for yourself that works for the life that you want to build because your life and your business are going to coexist and one is going to affect the other no matter what. So again, if that sounds like something you are interested in, make sure to check out the free workshop. You can go to anniemailer.co backslash workshop dash register. The link is always in the show notes. I don't believe it is a secret that I don't do and have never done sales calls. That is something that draws people to, I think, my business because a lot of times coaches who coach coaches or business gurus, specifically speaking to health and fitness professionals in the online space, kind of sell this one-way ticket. This this only way that you can be successful in business is to do sales calls and sell people on high-ticket one-on-one coaching and don't list your prices on your website. And this just never sat well with me. I have said before on other podcast episodes that the model that worked well for my business, one, I hate sales calls. I hate them as a consumer. I hate doing them as a coach or the, the, I hate them from both sides of sales calls. And I never wanted to do them. I also am good at writing. I prefer writing. It is it is the way that I prefer to communicate. And that worked really well for sales pages. Also, it just was not, con- sales calls were not conducive to me traveling the world full-time, being in different time zones. It just, it did not make sense. And I think that it doesn't make sense for a lot of people. I think a lot of people do them because they think they have to do them. And again, sales calls aren't inherently bad. There are just other ways to make sales if you want to do that. And even if you do sales calls, I do think that it is still beneficial for you to have a informative sales page and or application that makes the sales call more of a confirmation than you actually having to sell anything. By the time somebody fills out your application, 
they should be a hell yes. It's more they're beginning their sign up process and a good sales page and a good application can help you do that. So I personally filled my one-on-one roster before scaling with my Built by Annie program via Instagram stories and taking people through the behind the scenes of my coaching. So if I was working with a one-on-one client, movement analysis is kind of my thing. So I always did video analysis of a client with permission and then said what I was doing from a programming standpoint for that client. So it was really like very, very in-depth behind the scenes of what it's like to work with me. That was followed by a solid sales page and application. Ideally, your sales pages on your site are not only making clear who your offer is for and hopefully getting them to apply, but also weeding out people who it is not for, who you do not want to work with, who maybe you're not qualified to work with or you don't want to work with. It should both weed out non-ideal prospects and get ideal prospects to pull the trigger and sign up to work with you or at least inquire to work with you. So your takeaway from that is that your sales page, if it exists, is great, but how are people getting there? We need to actually be selling and encouraging people and leading people through other platforms, social media, email marketing, to get them to visit these sales pages. And then we need to have very straightforward and clear messaging on your free platform, as well as your sales page. Very clear expectations of who it is for, what they can expect upon completing or applying the methods that you use with your coaching. This is going to totally depend on like your approach, your business model, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of times I think people get overwhelmed with copywriting and trying to be creative versus just being clear. Like bare bones, a successful sales page is clear. It's just communication. That's all it is. So yes, we can spice it up and make it feel really personal with our copywriting, but like first let's just get clear on who our offer is for, what it does, understand your ideal client and where they're at now and be able to communicate to that, demonstrate to them that you understand that, that you have compassion for them because ideally you do. If you have social proof, you want to share that. You want to say what the deliverables are. So what do they actually get? What does it include? What is the expected timeline? Can you communicate or effectively communicate your overall philosophy, being sure that this aligns with their expectations? And then of course you would have your application or your payment method, depending on if people have to apply to work with you or if they can just pay upfront and that is how they begin working with you. And if you do have a process where they're going to apply, then I would also have on the the sales page when I said, you know, how does it work? That should be clear to them that they're going to fill out their application. And then what? Do they get a email within 24 hours? Do they get an email right away? Do they then schedule a call? Like let them know what that process is, just what the onboarding process is before they even get started working with you because that enhances that client experience before they've even paid you a dime, which again, ideally leads to that higher conversion. Now this is just sales pages. So let's talk about your overall website, if you have one. Across the board, like I said, straightforward and clear messaging over creativity or cleverness all the time. Your website needs from a 
very, very beginning standpoint, a homepage, your offers, somewhere that they can apply or pay or both about you. This is a non-negotiable for me. Some people don't have this. I loathe as a consumer. Think of yourself as a consumer. If you don't care about this, maybe your people don't care about this. But when I go to hire someone, work with someone, potentially pay someone money, and they don't have an about me page or like a mission statement or something, I do not enjoy that. I want that information. I want to make sure that I like you as a person in addition to the methods or philosophy that you use. And then a way to contact you. So some kind of message me or contact me form on your website and that's it. So homepage, offer, application or payment, about me, some way to contact you. Bare minimum, that is what I believe you should have. You are free to disagree with that. I'm sure some web developers would disagree with that. But after working with hundreds of health and fitness professionals in the online space, that is what I would suggest. For your homepage, this is your directory. That's how I want you to think about this. So does your homepage tell people what to expect? Or does it just lead them in circles? So who do you help? And what do you provide? My current homepage, for instance, at the time of this episode, basically says, are you into fitness? Click here. Are you into business? Click here. And then that takes them to two separate spaces in the website where they can view my fitness offers and freebies, and they can view my business offers and freebies. Period. That's it. Your homepage is not your about me page. It is not your sales page. It is your directory to tell people if you want this, click here. If you want this, click here. Where would you like to go now? That is the job of your homepage. So audit your homepage if you have one and take out all the clutter. Get people to take action where they need to take action, where it most makes sense for them. Your first step in increasing conversion from your site, again, that's to an opt-in, that's to, that's to whatever you want people to do on your sales pages or on your opt-in pages or on whatever page they're on, is not pulling people in 13 different directions or just talking about yourself. We are preventing confusion and providing direction. Prevent confusion, provide direction. That is what we want our pages of our website to do cohesively on all pages. And I do just want to reiterate that if you aren't clear on any of this, then you can't do that. So be sure that you are clear on your brand, on your messaging, on your philosophy, on your ideal client. If you are not clear on any of that, then I do suggest taking my free workshop that I mentioned at the beginning of this, or just purchasing Fitzboro Foundations, which is my six-week business course, which will take you through my literal sales page checklist if you do sales calls or you don't. Now, the best way to join Fitzpro is still through that free workshop. So I would still go that route. You get the best bonuses, best deal, et cetera, et cetera. On your website, if you have buttons anywhere, and I have definitely been guilty of making the mistake of making buttons really soft and pretty and clever versus like fucking click here. You want this? Click here. <laughs> Enroll now. Purchase now. Make buttons clear. Clarity is the theme of all of this. Use white space and photo banners to break up text. So many sales pages I see are so text heavy. Literally no one is going to read all of that. Break it up. 
allow people's eyes to rest in between reading whatever you want them to read. You wrote all these words. You want people to read them. So organize it in a manner that makes that easy for them. This is also where that client experience starts before they have even spent money with you. Remember, I have literally straight up left sales pages before because it's so unpleasant to experience as a prospect. So use that white space, like I said, use photo banners to break up text. It might be a longer sales page, but people will actually read the information on it. In all of this, I want to remind you, just like I do with content creation, just like I do with email, just like I do with any experience on social media, think of yourself as a consumer and why you purchase from some sites and not from others. Why do you stay on a a website? Why do you leave a website? Like pay attention to yourself and your own reactions to things and then ask what factors in language keep you around and what deters you? And then how can you apply what you've learned from your observation of your own experiences to your website? It's not copying. It's saying, oh, I stayed on this website because I felt X and I felt X because of this. How can I add that to my site? How can I implement that to my messaging? I said early on that clarity is king here over cleverness. I'm going to add That if you can be conversational, if it can feel like you and this consumer are having a conversation between you and them one-on-one, that is going to help. That is going to elevate your website. It is going to feel less robotic and like AI wrote it. I do think that there is, with the rise of AI in AI being used for copy and content in YouTube scripts, for podcasts, on websites, inside programs that the more personal, the more human your writing can sound, if you can write how you speak, and I've given this tip before, but actually try speaking into your notes app using voice memo, like voice text, and then go through and like fix the grammar and whatnot that can really help your writing actually sound like the way that you speak. And I do think that, I have no data to back that that's gonna elevate your conversion on your website or make you more money, but it's just a thought that I have in the current state of AI and copywriting. I don't want you to confuse being professional with being cold or losing all humanity in your brand, especially if you do have a personal brand, because people are gonna decide to work with you because of you. There are tons of personal trainers, registered dietitians, health coaches. People are going to choose you because they like you. So if you can implement that into your website by doing fun little things, that is definitely the cherry on top. In terms of sales calls, we started this episode of sales calls, might as well wrap it up with sales calls. Your copy, which is your writing, your words, your text, is your sales call here if you don't want to do sales calls, or if you want your sales calls to just be a confirmation call, your words lead people around your site and to eventually purchase from you. So look at copy, then formatting that conversation based on the questions that you answer during sales calls, based on the information that you need from them on a sales call. How can you communicate those things on your sales page before the call? 
that is what I want to encourage you to do. So this saves you time and it also gives your prospect information ahead of time. Again, to make that sales call, if you are still doing sales calls, more of a, yep, this is great. Hell yes. We're just meeting each other to do like a vibe check. Or if you don't want to do sales calls, then ideally it gives them all the information they need to either say, yes, I should apply for this because you're literally talking to me and I have all these qualifications or mm, this program seems like it's not for me, or I don't agree with that philosophy, or that's not actually my goal. So I need to not waste this person's time by filling out this application when it is not for me. So go ahead and take that information and do a little website audit for yourself. If you have a website, if you just have an application, if you just have one sales page, hopefully this episode gives you something to go back and look at with a set of fresh eyes, a set of fresh ideas, a set of fresh goals and a focus of being clear over clever first, but then still implementing that human piece to make sure that you are not in fact a robot. If you enjoy this episode, if you enjoyed the Fitzroy podcast, please give the show five stars, leave a written review wherever you tune in from. If you would like to get emails from me, then go ahead and go to anniemiller.co backslash news. And there are exclusive podcast listener discounts at the bottom of every email. Until next time, I am Annie Miller. Thank you so much for tuning into the Fitzpro podcast. Pro podcast.